You're listening to the World Watch Weekly Podcast by Open Doors Canada. The goal of this podcast is to help you pray for your persecuted family. Since 1955, when Brother Andrew went behind the Iron Curtain for the first time, Open Doors has been strengthening persecuted Christians where faith costs the most. For more information about Open Doors Canada or about the World Watch List, please visit our website at www.opendoorsca.org. Enjoy today's episode. Hello, you're listening to the World Watch Weekly Podcast. My name is Andrew, and with me as always is Jared, and we are happy to have you with us. On this podcast, we talk about uh, the persecution of Christians around the world. We often talk about recent news, or we talk about a country of focus, and and we, we get all of our research from a document called the World Watch List. The World Watch List, for those of you who are maybe just tuning in for the first time, just hearing about it, is a document created by Open Doors that ranks the 50 most dangerous countries to live in as a Christian. And today we're going to talk about the number 34 country, Nepal. Yeah, Nepal is down on the world watch list from last year. It went from number 32 in 2020 to number 34 this year. And that can uh, sometimes give a false sense of or a false idea that persecution has gone down when it's really persecution around the world has gone up. And so countries have surpassed Nepal rather than Nepal actually getting better, if that makes sense. Right. So Nepal has a higher persecution score this year than it did in 2020, but more countries rose even more. So it's dropped from 32 to 34. That's exactly right. Yeah, its persecution score is 66 out of 100. And for uh, reference, we always use North Korea as the number one country with its score of 94 out of 100. So that gives you an idea of the level of persecution uh, Nepalese Christians experience. It's um, very, very high persecution is its rank on the world watch list. So, Andrew, do you want to tell us a little bit about uh, the factors that go into persecution in Nepal? Yeah, so, I mean, there's many factors and many reasons why uh, Christians are facing persecution in Nepal. One of the first reasons is because Nepal has a great deal of political instability, driven by uh, Mm. government infighting, as well as the constant push and pull between neighbors China and India. So if you're unaware of where Nepal is, it's it's literally between China and India uh, in the Himalayas. They get a lot of pressure from both sides. And so with that pressure and that infighting and the government uh, being unstable, Hindu extremists occasionally take advantage of this fact by attacking Christians. Now, in Nepal, converts from Hinduism are put under the most pressure, which is common in, in many countries on the world watch list, that those who convert from another religion face a lot of additional pressure. And it's because they're, they're viewed as leaving the faith of their ancestors or the faith of their family, and, and so they're breaking their culture and national identity. And it's particularly uh, meaningful in Nepal because of uh, Hindu nationalism in Nepal is growing. And, and so the idea uh, that uh, to be Nepalese would to means to be Hindu, mm-hmm. which isn't true, but that's the idea that Hindu extremism and, and Hindu uh, nationalism wants to, to bring across. If you, you read about um, religion in Nepal and religious freedom in Nepal, technically their constitution allows for religious freedom and you can be any religion. But at the same time, there's laws against conversion from a religion. 
And so in a country that's about 85% Hindu, and Hinduism is so um, so baked into the national identity of what it is to be Nepalese, you can see how it's quite easy to say anyone can have any religion while also preventing anyone from leaving this national identity. And so the situation that our Christian brothers and sisters find themselves in is being separate from the national identity and thus being the recipients of a lot of pressure and persecution. Right. And so often Christians are seen as second-class citizens. Mm -hmm. And that was re-emphasized during, has been re-emphasized during COVID-19 uh, because COVID-19 relief that the government provided, yeah. uh, Christians were left out of it. And just re-emphasizing that they are second-class citizens. They're not as important. And so that's kind of where the factors of persecution in Nepal, but I mean, let, let, let's look at what does that look down on more like personal level, like for mm -hmm. maybe for a woman or a man, how would they experience persecution, Jared? Yeah. So like I said, it's a lot of social discrimination. So if you're a Christian woman in Nepal, you might be on the receiving end of discrimination from peers and friends you might be ostracized in society, and you might even be kicked out of your family or reported to the police for converting from uh, your family religion, and you might be locked up. Right. And as a woman, tragically, in, in so many places, being a woman is already a second-class citizenship. And so then being a Christian woman is just double double the persecution. Right. And so they're on the receiving end of mental abuse and physical abuse, and it's just real tragic. And, you know, it's worth noting that when Christianity actually arrived in Nepal, which was uh, hundreds of years ago, the first missionaries arrived in Nepal, um, and they were able to teach about Jesus for the first time, people latched onto that partially because the Christians were willing to overlook uh uh, gender differences and, and social differences like the caste system. And they were willing to welcome anyone, regardless of their social standing or gender, into the church. And that was what so many people identified with. And that was why the first, um, the first Nepalese believers began to follow Christ. Now, uh, over, over hundreds of years, Christians were kicked out and, and persecution obviously began. And for a long time, it was claimed that there were no Christians in Nepal. Yeah, as recently as 1951, the government mm -hmm. census said zero Christians in the country. Mm -hmm. But for all that, yeah, the church is still there. And so that's an unfortunate reality. But it's often immediate family members that uh, that persecute uh, women in Nepal. Now, for men, it's a little different. Uh, they're often denied access to ancestral property. By immediately fam by immediate family members. So in other words, uh, they're not getting their inheritance uh, because they're Christian because they've converted. Converts often face uh, harassment in public places such as markets and workplaces. According to Nepali law, citizens cannot be barred from public office because of their religious beliefs. However, Christians in public service, especially in the armed forces, have complained that in actual practice, they are denied promotion because of their faith. That obviously can affect Christians and their families uh, because they they can't move up in uh, in society. 
Yeah, and we mentioned that during COVID-19, so many Christians um, really suffer. And part of that is because they didn't have the access to the support and the livelihood that uh, full, full-class citizens of Nepal might have had access to. You know, you hear about in the World Watch research, uh, church pastors and leaders are, are the main targets of harassment for faith-related reasons. Yep. A Hindu extremist will focus their attacks on church leaders to set an example to other Christians in the area. And they also attack Christian leaders because they are regarded as the main actors, the main people, the main reason behind the increasing number of Christian conversions. You know, we've talked about all the difficulties that our brothers and sisters face in Nepal, but it's not all bad news. But in fact, recently, it's been noticed that the church in Nepal is one of the fastest growing churches in the world. Mm -hmm. It's the... Uh, 12th fastest growing church in the world, um, according to the World Christian Database, uh, which, you know, we mentioned a few minutes ago that as recently as 1950, the country was claiming that there were no Christians in Nepal. And so this is a great encouragement for us as we strengthen Christians where faith costs the most. So like, like Jared said, 1951, zero Christians in the country. Ten years later, 1961, they counted 458. This was according to the census. Mm-hmm. Uh, today, there's an estimated, according to the World Christian Database, 4.25% of the country is Christian. That's about 1.2 million Christians. And it's worth noting that um, those numbers, those estimated numbers of Christians is significantly higher than what the official numbers coming out of Nepal would say. So even though there is officially religious freedom in the country, there's still an element of suppression against the growing Christian church. Now, that growth of the church should be very encouraging for us, and it's exemplified the best by some of the stories that we have of our brothers and sisters in Nepal. So so let us share a story with you of one specific Christian in Nepal and the story of her courage. Let me tell you about Tabita. This courageous young woman is originally from a Hindu background. Uh, But she came to know Jesus when she was taking her friend, who uh, was mentally unwell and felt like she was under a demon's attack, to a church to be prayed for healing. And so, I mean, you just think about that. This Hindu girl is like, I got to take my Mm. friend to a church because she needs to be healed. So when she was there, she heard the gospel. She accepted Jesus as her savior. But shortly after that, persecution started, and it came from her brother, and from her parents. Uh, she was mentally and verbally abused from by them. Uh, she was not allowed to touch things in the house because, you know, she was a Christian and they, they didn't want her to touch things. Uh, her brother constantly threatened her to say, leave the house or renounce your faith. They also didn't allow her to read her Bible or, or pray. Whenever she was found reading the Bible, her father threw the Bible away. Uh, Regardless of this persecution, even amidst all this, she remained strong in her faith. Uh, She actually shared the gospel with her sister, who also became a follower of Jesus. But then her family stopped supporting her financially. And so, you know, she found a a job to sustain herself, but her family continued to mentally and verbally make her life very difficult. And then it escalated. One day, her brother threw burning wood at her. Mm. But that day, her brother forced her to leave the house. 
Villagers also gathered against her and provoked her family to expel her. And so her and her sister were expelled from the house. She's had very limited contact with her family since they forced her to leave her house. Occasionally, her mother will call her, but only to tell her to renounce her faith and return to Hinduism. Hmm. Yet despite all of this persecution, she remains firm in her faith. And she actually tells us that that she gets encouragement in the Bible from reading Matthew 5.10, you know, which is, Blessed are the persecuted. And, and you know what? She actually has a message for us today. Uh, well, I think it, it, it's a message for us. It says this. She, this is her quote. Prayer is the important part of a Christian life. It is the only weapon that makes the impossible things possible. Hmm. That's an excellent message and very applicable to our uh, our goal today of praying for our persecuted family. So I suggest we move into a time of prayer um, for Nepalese Christians. And uh, the first request that I think we should pray for is that uh, our brothers and sisters in Nepal will have wisdom to uh, know how to share their faith safely and also boldness uh, to do that despite the persecution that they might face. And we'll pray that the people who meet them and talk to them uh, will have soft hearts towards the gospel. Yeah, pray. Let's pray for the families of believers of converts who are who are the persecutors. Let's pray that God would soften their hearts and lead them to Jesus as well. And we want to specifically pray as well for Christians who live in the very remote areas. And we briefly mentioned that uh, Nepal is nestled right there in the Himalaya mountains, and some of these uh, villages and some of these churches are so difficult to reach and these people can feel very isolated and alone. So we'll pray that uh, churches will be able to connect and that the most isolated people will be able to know that they're part of a global church. Well, let's pray together. Father God, we thank you so much for our brothers and sisters in Nepal. God, we thank you for those like Tabitha, whose faith remains strong. We think of those who are enduring much persecution, much mental, verbal, and even physical abuse from family, from from their community. God, I pray that you would strengthen them today, and may their faith not fail. May they continue to fix their eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of their faith. And God, I pray that you would empower them by your spirit to be your witnesses. God, may you give them strength. May you give them the words to say. May they, may people be drawn to your good news as they share the message of Jesus Christ. God, I pray that many would continue to come to faith in Jesus Christ in Nepal. God, we think of family members who are causing so much persecution. God, we pray that you would convict them. We pray, God, that you would bring them into the knowledge of, of you, Jesus, that they would turn their lives over to you, that they would repent, God, and give their lives to Jesus Christ. And Father, we think of believers, particularly in remote villages, it's often difficult uh, for our local partners to get to them. It's often difficult to support them, encourage them, God. And, and I imagine the loneliness uh, often creeps in. And so I pray today that they would know that they are not alone. I pray, God, that they would see your provision in their lives, God, and that they would know that people are praying for them around the world, that they're not forgotten, that we stand with them today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 
Amen. Well, we want to thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode of the World Watch Weekly Podcast. Now, I briefly want to mention something really exciting that we have in the works here at Open Doors Canada. We're looking forward to a One With Them campaign, and that's when we're going to be focusing for the month of June on Christians who are imprisoned because they choose to follow Jesus. Now, we're going to have a lot going on that month, including uh, uh, blog posts and stories, and it's going to culminate in a really special day that we're calling One With Them, a day for Christian captives. Now, you're going to want to tune in to the podcast next week because we're going to talk a lot more about it. But until then, you can learn more about the campaign at onewiththem.ca. So we really hope you check that out this week, onewiththem.ca. So until then, thank you so much for joining us and have a great week. Thank you for listening to this episode of World Watch Weekly from Open Doors Canada. For more information on how to pray for our persecuted family, please visit our website, www.opendoorsca.org click get involved and then click prayer.